This is Jim, and welcome to Second Chance Moped Podcast. And welcome everybody to Second Chance Moped Podcast. I realized why my guest audio wasn't sounding that good. I lost my freaking headphones on a goddamn scooter ride this weekend, <laughs> and I've got some earbud earphones from a plane trip I took to some. I think. Oh yeah, it was the goddamn New York rally, fucking upjet. Yeah, that's great. Just PTSD still. Um, no, dude, moments are rad. I haven't got to do shit. No, if anybody around the Minnesota area wants well, a probably a B. Yeah, we'll saw solid B rating for a uh, eighty Honda Hobbit. One will be for sale shortly. Um, I, you know, I got one. It was one of those deals that, like, okay, it's not running. Of course, those are my favorite bikes. I'm de-rusting the tank right now. Uh, Vapor Rust is our friend. Um, but no, I just been, you know, kids working like fool. I'm excited for the Chicago rally. I think I'm gonna have to just take my Phoenix bike because. I have no other running mopeds because treats did something magical because I have not had a delay like this on a sale forever. My stuff still hasn't shipped. And I, and I think I ordered like Sunday morning and like, I know talking to Lee Pinkerton tonight, his stuff hasn't shipped. And you know, Lee's a really cool French guy and they're kind of sensitive. So like they get the French guys parts out quicker because you know, just ask Shane Johnson. He gets real sensitive, like real sensitive about stuff um shane you're lucky i don't learn motor games that's all i'm saying um but no dude it's gonna be rad we got uh i guess i'm pretty excited for like we all it's funny because it's the e-bike versus the old two-stroke guys and like dude i i have a lot of respect for the builders of e-bikes i do believe it or not um and i think it's cool what everybody's doing I will personally admit I'm terrified of them because of the no noise. Yeah, just like that's that's <laughs> me. But no, they're really rad. And like one company that I think that is doing it right um, is Spark Cycle Works. I saw they ha- they've been helping the Dirty Birdie Broads put on rallies the last couple of years. And they're, um, I saw on their Instagram just like how I believe the owner – was just trying to show everybody how like the two worlds really blend and they do and it's awesome and like i everybody knows me i'm gonna ride with everybody i ride with like the uptight scooter crew i ride with dirty like just out of control moped people like i just i just fucking love riding i mean i got i'm riding again not a broken collarbone so it's like whatever um but i'm just gonna my but you know that's my little lead in Uh, i'm just gonna my guest introduce himself right now Oh man, that was nice. How's it going, guys? This is uh, Matt from from Spark Cycle Works. Right on, Matt. Um, yeah, where Matt. are you guys out of? Brantford, Connecticut. Actually, right. that's that's not totally true anymore. Oh my god, we're actually from North Brantford, Connecticut now. Uh, we uh we just moved our facility a few months ago. It's kind of okay. a crazy few months, but I'm so used to saying Brantford now. It's crazy. That's awesome. I love you guys. Have such a fun Instagram follow. Like the thing I really um like your Instagram follows, especially on the e-bike scene, you guys seem more relatable than some other e-bike companies. Like that's just me. Like I know there's a few out there that are just like, they're the cool kids that like, I just didn't blend with ever. So like, I don't know. No, I, I, I definitely feel that very strongly. Uh, we, I mean, we talk about it all the time and you just have a bunch of people that it, 
I don't know if they're taking themselves too seriously or or what it might be, but at the end of the day, we just, you know, this is not a high powered motorcycle, like super sexy thing. This is, you know, an e-bike, a moped, whatever you want to call it for us. And, you know, we're like seven people and we're just trying to have some fun here. And so it doesn't, it doesn't take that much just to be relatable online. You just got to be yourself and just document it and not try to be too, too wild. I don't know. But yeah, yeah I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, man. It's funny. Awesome. What was that? No, I was just going to say, it's funny because it seems like online, the less hard we try, <laughs> the better stuff goes, you know? So whenever we put up just stupid videos that take like a minute or so, of just what's happening in that, that moment. They always do really well. Whenever we spend time like producing something, it just doesn't work out. So, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I ha I've had the problem and I didn't like I have it's a running joke in some circles I ru run with. I have a disease of perception yeah. where I think I'm fucking with people all the time. People think I'm <laughs> goddamn serious. Like I still can't believe like people actually believe for a long time I was up jetting for the air leak. I'm like... <laughs> You can't do that. No, like I'm, jo I'm joking. Like I love it. Um, but hey, you know maybe you can do it. Maybe you'll seize a bike. I don't know. Whatever. But Matt here on Second Chance Moped Podcast, we go through people's moped journeys. I.e. the very first time I ever saw a moped. Um, so you know the beginning smile ride, middle part, and what it's like today. And like for you, and like I never try to limit anybody, especially with like you heard my last guest. Like her first thing was like a dirt bike. Um. But like, yeah. what was your first time kind of, we'll say getting on a moped or anything like engined or motorized uh, two wheel vehicle? Yeah. I mean, I've been on two wheel stuff since I was really, really young, like little kid. Um, and like all the way up through high school, I worked at a bike shop. Pedal bike was, or motorbike? Yeah, yeah. Pedal bike. Right on. Uh, but I was always doing kind of crazy stuff with that. Like I, I actually built a two wheel drive mountain bike. For some reason, I don't know why, <laughs> but it had, was like this horrifying contraption that had like a chain drive up to a universal gear down to the front. It was terrifying, but it worked. Yeah. And then, you know, we had those, those motor kits that you could buy on eBay and make mm -hmm. like a little gas powered bicycle. So we did those kinds of things. Um, but I would say in terms of like legitimate thing, dude, my brother had a Honda Ruckus. I know I'm going to get throw under the bus for this thing but i had get a honda ruckus and um he was in philadelphia and he's like i don't want to keep it in the city can you bring it back home to connecticut so i brought it back to connecticut and um my wife and i would get on that freaking thing and ride everywhere mm -hmm. and it didn't take long to ride that and then i went out and bought a um a kawasaki a kz 440 like 1980s for 700 bucks on craigslist Mm -hmm. Rode that for a while and then um, saved up and bought a like a Moto Guzzi, like a 2010 V7. Mm -hmm. I rode that for a while and that kind of actually is what led into to Spark um, okay. because I was riding and all my buddies were riding together, but you know, they were all riding vintage bikes and stuff like that. And I wanted uh, my wife to be able to ride with me and she didn't want to get a motorcycle license. Mm -hmm. And um, at the time for my other job, I was basically going to China a lot and seeing e-bikes. Hmm. I'm like, well, these, these. What, e like, what, what, what year was this in? 
that would have been about 2016, 2017. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we were seeing e-bikes everywhere and they were like nowhere to be found in the United States. And um, at that time, there was like one other company who was making any, something that was somewhat close to what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. But I just, I came home from that trip and I basically started looking into building in a moped source mm-hmm. because in Connecticut, man, there's no bike lanes. Everything's that's a 25 mile per hour road has 45 mile per hour traffic. And so <laughs> a, a 20 mile per hour e-bike was not going to cut it. No, and so, dude. you know, so we kind of figured you needed something that could at least go 30, 35. And, um, I built this really crazy prototype, which, uh, kind of harkened back to the stuff I did in high school with that dual wheel drive mountain bike. Yeah. yeah. I built, I built oh, this two wheel drive moped and you controlled each motor with each hand. So your rear wheel was your right hand. Your front wheel was your left hand. And this is Frankenstein thing. And I thought maybe like my wife would want to ride with me and that, that never happened. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, dream grand dreams <laughs> of grandeur. I believe we call that. Yeah. And so then, then it just kind of spiraled from there where, um, I started pulling in regular e-bikes purely to fund the development of the bandit, which is our, our bike now, mm-hmm. you know, and we did that enough times, um, to the point where we could afford the tooling, put in about 50 grand for the bandits injection molds and other molds to hold the steel to our aluminum tubes for when they weld. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's kind of, kind of gone from there. So. so where are your bikes fabricated then? Are you and yeah. or is it overseas or is it in the U.S. or it's 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 all China, right? So yeah, yeah. the uh, it's how it is. But yeah, so no, dude, I'm... don't don't be ashamed of that. It's like guess what? Oh, all I'm... the stuff you're all the stuff you're getting from treats that's come from China. Too. I mean, like it's everything. Awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah, and anybody that says it's n- not a China bike is lying. Even the a lot of the bikes that they'll say, oh, it's from Taiwan or it's from Japan. There's only a certain amount of manufacturers of these frames. They're all in China, mm-hmm. and they will just ship them to a different destination so that it can get its made-in label. That's <laughs> how it is. Um, but yeah, no, our frames are made by one of the best frame makers um, out there. They're one of the smaller ones, so we have more control. Um, and then we import everything. Um, it's a real big pain in the ass to get all the batteries imported, all that kind of stuff. And then we we assemble the bikes in um, North Brantford. So, it, you know, basically like no two bandit is the same. Yeah. If you went to our website, you'd see how configurable it is. But the only caveat I would say to that is um, we're working on a, a new design and that new design, um, the frame will be made here in Connecticut. So right that's on. been a big goal. Um, but still, we will have a frame for the bandit that's made in China. But, yeah. yeah. And like, Stuff is made everywhere and everybody has to eat and everybody has to make, I don't, for me, it's not, it's not a big deal for me. Um, it's yeah. yeah. So, um, you started doing this. Was it, let me, I'm going to, we're going to go down your company road and then we'll back up a little bit, but like, so were you the sole proprietor of starting spark or was it you and a buddy or you and the wife or obviously the wife is your partner you know that's just how things are but like how did the growth happen because you said you got seven people 
if you got seven people, you obviously have to make X to pay those people and then all that. Like, yeah. was it was it just instantaneous or how was your growth during COVID? I mean, that's that's awesome um, that you have that many employees. Like, that's very tough in America to, like, start from scratch five years later, have that many people. No, it's it's uh, it's amazing. Uh, I, so I, I did um, start by myself. Um, but uh, what I what people should know is I I run a second business as well. Um, and I have been doing that for about 10 years. Mm. Uh, and so that business was operating very successfully. Um, and that's something I started doing right after college. So I started that right after college. That business started going well for 10 years. And um, I was able to use that to kind of help seed um, Spark. So mm -hmm. we just numbers wise, we basically bought a full shipping container, like a 40 foot shipping container. And that was kind mm -hmm. of the test to see if we could do it. Um, and basically a little garage, like I'm it's stupid, you know, how it's always that, <laughs> oh, we started in a garage. Um, but it was actually a garage, a little 500 square foot thing. And I would sell bikes on the weekend and like kind of like after normal hours for the other business. I did that for a few months and it really started taking off. And so the other business, I moved to a different location and Spark overtook that entire operating space. Oh, awesome, dude. And I did that. I was still doing it by myself for about a year, year and a half. And I didn't take any money from Spark and everything just continuously went back in to buy more bikes and more bikes. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until about 2020 that I hired my first employee. And um, we just kind of added one person at a time as it, as it went on. But there were certainly a lot of ups and downs. And while Everyone's very quick to say, oh, man, e-bikes e were selling like crazy in COVID. You guys must have exploded. That is halfway true. I'm getting eaten a lot. Um, <laughs> if you were a big company, um, you could easily come to your suppliers and say, dude, I need I need, you know, a thousand bikes within the next month to get shipped out. The smaller companies like us had no leverage. Mm -hmm. So it was really great for the big companies. Um because, you know, if you're manufacturing bikes, you want to make higher volume of the same frame, not like a bunch of like oddballs. Mm -hmm. And our lead times went from three months or so to get frames to like eight. Yeah. And so we had we had periods of time when we had nothing. And that was pretty scary. Um, and on top of that. And that was a whole si supply chain issue with everything, not just. Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody is like, and I was kind of. I was talking to somebody about this today, like with, we got a whole bunch, we're getting homeowners in Minnesota. We're getting another tax tax thing back in November because we had this huge surplus. I'm like, yeah, everybody cut back because they thought nobody's going to spend money because of COVID, but then everybody's spending money for COVID. Then all of a sudden, like everybody's at home, spend this money. Nobody's at, people weren't allowed to go to work to make yeah. this stuff. And then there's nothing on the shelves to sell. It was this whole cycle. And that was, a lot of the supply chain issues right there all over the world it was kind of nuts yeah so we yeah it's everyone i i know in the manufacturing world i mean there was ups and downs for sure mm -hmm. um one of the the big things uh for us was 
one of the, during one of those critical times, uh, we had we put in a lot of money to get a large shipment because shipments were happening so infrequently that we were like, okay, we got to really dump it in and try to get one because who knows how long the next one will take. Um, and we got a 40 foot container and we started renting a secondary facility to store stuff in. And a few weeks into doing that, that facility got raided and <laughs> we had a, a massive burglary. Um, and so, yeah, we, we lost, it was about seventy five, eighty thousand dollars $80,000 worth of parts that were just sucked away. Oh. So we get, we, we had a reset button hit on us pretty hard around 2021. Mm, that sucks, yeah. dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, yeah, it's all right. We're, we recovered within, I don't know, six or eight months. So but yeah, it yeah. definitely slowed us down. <laughs> dude. Yeah. I've, um, yeah, that, yeah, that, that's a, that's a gut punch. Definitely. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, and I, I'm, I keep going back to this one. You are uh, not YouTube, but Instagram video. You guys, your van got damaged. It went oh, to no. it went to the buy shop, and somebody pulled their. Uh, I think it was like a nutter butter or a rice <laughs> or uh, some Reese's peanut butter cup. Oh, <laughs> like, this is so good. Yeah, dude. I was like, dude, I would totally still do that shit. Like, oh, and yeah. then, <laughs> oh, um, no. I I actually found a beef jerky stick in my. Um, chase drivers we wouldn't picked up his camper because he got it serviced for baker's dozen and i pulled out the drawer i knew i knew i had a stash them in there and like they've been sitting in a hot camper since like june those slim still jeans good. were just fine hell yeah dude they're sealed <laughs> yeah still good <laughs> yeah man that um that was a crazy thing we yeah. went to um i don't know how far you track that back but we got invited to race at this crazy competition in milwaukee and it was the first time electric bikes were even considered. Mm-hmm. And this was, a, this was a big event by like Harley Davidson and stuff. So, I mean, we were very out of place, getting made fun of a lot. And that's to be expected. And you just got to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but on the way there, yeah, we, we hit a deer going like 70 on the highway. And we had to scramble and like split all the race bikes into multiple rental cars. Oh, lordy. And uh, that that van stayed in Ohio for about a month and a half while it got repaired, and then we had to get it trucked all the way back to Connecticut. So. <laughs> but the races were still good. Yeah. So. Um, that I know what you're talking about. Like I see, I always see um, Instagram stuff. Mopeds were allowed in there one year, and then I think they kind of, I don't know what happened. Like I'll try to find the video of it. One of the cranks, two of the cranks were actually pretty much dominating it. This. Uh, the vape bros, as we all called them back in the day, uh, <laughs> Ryan, who's making crank pipes, and Nick. Nick ended up winning it, and like they were on like I want to say it was like Fox Sports Net or something like that because they had some like person interviewing them, and she goes, well, "What would you like to say?" He's like, "I like to thank Baby Jesus and Dale Earnhardt yeah. Jr." <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, no, dude, I keep. I, I got to find dates on that. Cause every year I keep on meaning to go to it. Cause um, it just looks like a hell of a time. Uh, I'm only like six hours fun. from there. So, well, there is a category called the goofball. Yes. And I don't know if you've, if you go, do you know a guy named chicken Rick? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, uh, yep. It's all right. Might be in your circle, but uh, th- basically they accept just about anything. Like chicken Rick uh, did a custom John Deere mower. 
that mm-hmm. was insane. You had a guy who who mounted like a jet ski. That one went pretty viral. Jet ski on mm-hmm. some old Harley and stuff like that. So you should totally get some type of moped in there. That'd be awesome. Well, like I wonder whatever happened with that whole deal because they had a class, and then like I guess it was supposed to be stock. But like mm. nobody in the moped community really has stock bikes anymore. Like, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> the pro the problem is I had a, a kind of a rare stock uh, Badavis as a Mondial, and I wanted to keep it stock. And I had an air leak, and like Andy Skeleton from the Zero is like, I kept on just like, well, can I do? He's like, dude, just rebuild it. Like cases for those things are like fifty. Just just rebuild. I'm like, but da-. so I'm rebuilding it because da- Andy <laughs> is fucking right. It's I. You can spend, you know, two months chasing down an air leak from 40-year-old seals or you just rebuild it. Um, And that's actually what I was doing right before uh, this podcast, but, no, whatever. Um, I That bike won't be stock anymore, but it bums me out. But I got a stock Hobbit still (laughs) (laughs) right behind me, actually. Uh, Yeah, Uh, mopeds, they just kind of just keep reading and speaking like mopeds we'll kind of segue a little bit how did you guys get um hooked up or associated with the dirty burden broads uh crew because like kate is awesome like kate yeah yeah, kate looks like the illegitimate daughter of my mom because like kate looks like a 20 year old version of my mom in the 70s it's (laughs) kind of scary and like i was like oh yeah dude it's nuts i love it it's hilarious to me well they they're amazing um and like you brought up uh that that video i made um and i i put up around the time of the rally so you know we we put up this clip not to get too segued here but we put up this clip of hey we're doing um another rally we're going to do this every freaking year because it's amazing and we got a lot of dms from electric riders being like why the hell are you hosting gas bikes like what's going on with this and that really didn't make me happy because i think there's a lot of people with a very limited perspective of how this all connects together mm-hmm. and i don't know if that's just as a result of marketing from other companies or what it might be but in our experience the people that have been the most welcoming have been the gas riders which was very, I mean, I got to tell you, it was like unexpected because I was riding gas before doing this whole electric thing. And, you know, you see all these e-bikes come on. It's it's easy to be like, they don't make sound. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're not, there's hardly any maintenance on it. So like, dude, they're rad as fuck. I'll be the first one to admit, like, how well, is it's a different thing? It's yeah. a different thing, you know, but I, I, um, you know, so I didn't, I didn't know how people would really respond, but dude, the gas riders have been the most supportive. Like anytime we've done any ride or anything, those motherfuckers are always there. And, um, it, it's the other way around the electric riders, obviously supportive because we build electric. Um, but the dirty burning broads and everybody that, that rides with them, I don't even remember the origin, but I, it's like they were always there. <laughs> That's kind of how it <laughs> it's feels. like we started and all of a sudden they just manifested. They were they here. Just kind of, like, yeah, they kind of were like already there. That's, that's how it feels to me uh, uh-huh. because 
I mean, I can remember being at the old shop and then just rolling by periodically being like, hey, what are you guys doing in this in this garage? You got tools kind of shit. Um, <laughs> our, our shit's broken. We really yeah. we got a 10 mil in there. Come on, yeah. help me out. <laughs> yeah. Could be how it started, honestly. They could have been riding by and saw like bikes and be like, oh, shit, you got a 10 mil in there. Yeah, um, so, 13 maybe, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, Kate, um, Fabio, like all these guys, um, Robert, they, mm-hmm. they've all been amazing. And the rally last year, I think, was really a way to kind of put it all together. Mm-hmm. And to be able to do it this year and see like almost twice the turnout was amazing. Yeah. You know, and like I said, I in a DM a couple weeks ago or whatever, like, I think you guys are doing it right. Like, it's awesome. Um, I've never had some people in mopeds, I can't speak for them, but like, I've noticed they want to segregate things like, and it's not just mopeds, it's scooters, it's e-bikes, it's all of it. Like they want, this is our, our, and even like bigger bikes, this is our area. Nobody else is allowed in this area. And I think that's just silly. It's like, Hey, let's go for, let's all go 40 miles an hour. Yeah. And we'll just, we'll just have some silly fun, like whatever. Yeah. I mean, the electric stuff has tons of problems on its own. It's yeah. that's the other thing is it's very easy for electric companies to be like, we're maintenance free. Like mm. we don't have parts <laughs> of town, but we are always working on our bikes. And so I think it's a, just a matter of like, Hey, do you, do you want to learn how this thing works? Cause I want to mm. learn how like, all the gas stuff works, you know? And I, I think coming from that point of view is just a lot more fun, but ultimately we're just trying to have a good time. Like that's all it is. It's just, are you having fun being outside? Cool. I like doing the same thing. So I don't know. No. And like, I would encourage you if you have the time, I, I can't, I'll invite, I don't give a shit. Get out to Ohio. Get out to Toledo for the Zeros Rally because that would be a great rally to be at. Because there will be hot dogs galore, and <laughs> and, the, and like yeah. Yeah. that that whole crew is rad. I love those guys out there. Um, I know there's a lot of East Coasters, a lot of Boston people are coming out for it. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mars and I have plans. That's all. I... <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. If you know of a good canoe, I might need your free canoe. Might need your... <laughs> um, you know, whatever our blenders, I think blenders are going to be anyways, sidetracking. Um, so what I kind of lost train of thought. I wanted to kind of, there's a, there's a running joke last year at Baker's and I thought it was fucking hilarious. I wish they would have showed up another e-bike company, a former co-founder of it talked yeah. about showing up to Baker's. Dude. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Dude, that would have been awesome. I would have loved it. Cause like, I think, dude, I, and I'm, I have no say in who's allowed, who's not, I'm not, I'm not saying anything of that, but like, I guess there was serious discussion. Like, dude, shit's going to break. It's possibly going to start out. Like, I don't, and like, oh yeah. 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 Dude. Like I, I, Chad Burke had a, the only thing electric motor we had on that whole deal was Chad Burke's um, water pump, and that froze up from the Pony Express Trail, oh, dude. Oh no! To, to even consider doing Baker's, we would have to do some pretty wild modifications just to prevent 
overheating from riding mm -hmm. that long continuously. I trust me, I've I've been thinking about how we could do it. Um, I do know who you're talking about. And yeah, and it doesn't matter. I it wish... might have been just it might have been just him stirring the pot, which I think he does Maybe, a lot. But it would have been really cool if they attempted it. And maybe if we do it, we'll egg him on and we can uh, ride together. That'd be cool. Yeah. But um, now, if if we had a large enough battery, and you know, we we would basically need to have a large enough battery so that we could get through the strip um to wherever you, you're camping that night yeah i think that it doesn't feel right to me if i gotta do battery swaps in between okay. like if if i gotta be like yeah i'll do this but each day i gotta bring my van along because i gotta do three battery swaps well you're allowed chase you're allowed chase and you're allowed to change out one individual part okay. but like but and again i I want everybody to hear this again. I am yeah. not a representative of Baker's Dozen. <laughs> I do not set the rules. I am not yeah. saying they can do this. Because, like, I know there was a little bit of a debate in the planners chat I heard about. But, like, again, I, dude, who cares? Like, I'm just, like, even if you go 25 miles an hour and make the whole deal. Like, I, I don't even know. Like, Chad yeah. and I were, like, I still, I got, I think I'm going to do it again next year um my chase like i said colby and i are like brothers and like we said it tonight our crazies match each other because like people don't understand how we can seemingly be arguing with each other all the time and we're just happy as can be like we're yelling at each other it's like and our crazies just blend and i love that man like <laughs> oh, yeah. i get that totally man yeah that's everybody at spark we're all insane and it yeah. just somehow works you know and i have said it once and i've i said it once i've said it five thousand times like if you're into small two-wheeled bikes there's something wrong with you there's a chemical <laughs> imbalance somewhere <laughs> in your body because like if yeah. you even go back to like the fixed gear days with a lot of people or like whatever like the people who really stick with this stuff for more than a couple of years there's something wrong with us and that's what i love <laughs> those people i absolutely enjoy them because they're some of the most unique caring giving people you're going to find oh, yeah oh, um so how and let me ask you this and you can be honest like do you currently own a moped or not yeah yeah okay yeah i um so i i, I traded um i've been wanting one for a long time i just have a tomos like dude <laughs> tomoses are great bikes like yeah i get and like this is another hiccup about me. I come from like the motorhead world. We're like, I'm Chevy diehard guy, blah, 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 blah. And like, so I'm brand loyalist to a point. So like I give people shit. I give French guys a hard time because like yeah. they're awesome bikes. They make tons of power. They just rattle themselves apart. And like, yeah. I'm like, you should have just got a Honda, man. It would have gone just yeah. as fast for half the half the money. Yeah. Like. So, yeah, I think it was like maybe a year and a half ago or so. Some guy came in. He's like, I got a, I got a Tomos and I got this weird electric, like not electric, sorry, this weird like Chinese scooter kind of deal and a few other things. Would you trade me uh, one of your bandits for all of these? I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. And nice. so, yeah, I just have a Tomos. It, I had a few issues, but nothing complicated. Just needed a new carb and a few other things. And it was like, been great. Dirty yep. burning broads, 
helped me yeah. out a lot trying to figure out how to work on that stuff. Um, but yeah, it's I I do have a bike I've been hunting for a while, but I don't know if you would technically classify it as a moped. My my favorite bike in the entire world is um, the Honda S ninety. That's my dream bike. Okay. And, yeah. And very hard to come by, and um, I'll find one eventually. But I I don't think you would ninety cc technically. No, it's it's more. I'm I'm think I know what it is, but I want to Google search it right now. Yeah, just uh, Honda S. How did it become your dream bike? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. those are. Hmm. No, it's funny. <laughs> got um, interesting. Well, I I'm ninety percent positive. I saw one of these in a wind storefront window going into Oklahoma on Bakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it, but it was blue, I want to say. Yes. Ooh, it's very rare. Yeah, yeah. Very rare. Um, yeah, they, th- those very... are, these are out there, though. Like, they're maybe, like, maybe not so much on the East Coast, but, like, Dude, I'll keep my eye out for you because I swear I've seen these at like a st- at auctions in the Midwest. Like, yeah, they're just they, hard to find in any sort of close to working order. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know, touche. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that there is that. Um, yeah, so, dude, I'll I'll definitely keep an eye out for you. They're they're a rad bike. I'd call them a small motorcycle. Like, me too. Me too. I mean, yeah. but dude, they're still rad. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it be, it became so. I'm, I'm working on a, a new bike at Spark, mm-hmm. and um, I've been working on it for a long time. Probably like honestly, a year and a half ago, I started playing around with this idea of how to build a frame in a very different way. And um, I started looking at manufacturing methods of all sorts of different frames. And the S90, it's like similar. It, it's basically a big DAX, like the DAX back. That's mm-hmm. all it is. And um, that frame is just a big old piece of stamped metal. You know, it's not even, there's no tubes. It's just, you got a head tube, I guess. But yeah, two big stampings and they make a frame. It's like, um, you know, so I started studying that bike a lot and it's got a T frame. And I just became very fascinated by how it was built. And then it's got a weird history too. Um, Like basically they brought into the United States and, um, majority of them were red and a bunch of dealers were telling honda that there was a big demand for white (laughs) and so um honda started just painting over red frames that they already made and painted them white and so if you find any white s90s they are generally pink now because paint has faded so if you can find one of those you've gotten like a unicorn dude that's awesome dude that's fucking red i love that and that's very unlike honda yeah like you know what i'm saying like they're usually like squared away everything's perfect yeah yeah that's that's interesting that, that makes me so happy <laughs> like just uh paint it's red make it make it white fuck it yeah. like <laughs> i don't know yeah yeah stupid americans just <laughs> dude that's beautiful um so dirty burning broads what other moped rallies have you been to is it just your local stuff, or is that it? No, you okay. branched out at all. I'm trying to ask, I guess. Yes. Um, so kind of funny. So just to be clear, 
the rally with the dirty burn bras was the first rally I mm -hmm. had gone to. And so far the only for gas for, for electric, there's been tons of events that we've gone to, mm -hmm. but what I will tell you, I went to school in Richmond, Virginia. Ah, ah, you know where I'm going with this. And when I was in college, I can remember practically every other night um, seeing Hell Satan's go down in front of my dorm and just like 30 riders just hauling ass <laughs> down in front of my dorms and us just being like, what's going on with these guys? And then I moved um, to like an apartment a few blocks away and they had their little garage there. Um, and then they put out this video of them like riding and doing like jumps into the river and stuff. And yeah, yeah. It's been interesting because I've thought about that recently being like, holy shit, I was surrounded by this the entire time I was in college and I didn't even really think about it. You know? And Jason uh, over at Moped Monday podcast is like, dude, we're all one bad decision away from becoming e-bike riders. Like, and it's just the opposite yeah. with you. And like, he says that with like in terms of endearment, I get it. Like that's, I mean, we all could, we all could have been scooter riders or call and dude, I'll ride anything. I don't care. Um, so you say you've been to like e-bike gatherings or whatever. Um, what are those? And you're you're not you're kind of limited to compare them, but like, what's an e-bike? Is there e-bike rallies? Like, what's it like? Or is it just kind of rides? Like, yeah. So there's not rallies yet. Yeah. Um, the I don't keyword know, is I don't... yet. I could yeah. I could see it happening in the next few years. Like, so yeah, that was. There's not e-bike rallies yet. I will say, the first rally that we held at Spark. We did not even advertise it to electric. We wanted it just to be this. These are gas bikes. We want to celebrate gas bikes. Let's just do that. If you ride electric, you can come and you can watch. But we're just going to start this way. This year, we started to open it up a little bit to see what would happen. And we didn't get any electric riders. And so hopefully, maybe next year, we can get a couple in there. Because I would love to see how that would all play out. The electric events that we've gone to... They've been um, they've been great. Um, I think mostly because a lot of those folks are very supportive of us. You know, we, we're building a product in their scene. We get along with them all very well. It's a very, very different dynamic mm -hmm. uh, than the gas events. And I'm hoping that if we can continue to put out stuff about these gas rallies, electric riders can see it and be like, oh, my God, look at this group of people this looks like a lot of fun um let's do something similar to this you know we don't have to take ourselves so freaking seriously all the time let's just go camp out somewhere and do a bunch of dumb games and <laughs> go on a long ride and see how many of us can survive the ride without breaking down um so i i would say electric is very much in its infancy mm -hmm. which i think is really fun because i think if we do more stuff like this we can kind of help form what that's going to be like i think the the other company that's been really trying hard um has been detroit moped and i was gonna say like alex is yeah he's been really putting on a lot of alex such a nice guy so rad oh, wonderful. um wonderful yeah he's a dealer for you isn't he or do i not or does he yeah yeah okay. they've only sold a few of our bikes but when they um they asked us it was like a huge honor because it's like we've been following detroit moped for a while and for them to like be like, hey, we want to carry your bike. We were like, 
really? <laughs> okay. Like, that was um, really, really cool. But yeah, they've been so nice. Um, let me let me shout out uh, Detroit Moped Works. Um, if you don't have one of their hoodies, you need to get one. They're the most comfortable hoodie you'll ever have in your life. Like uh, Jared and I from the Zeros, like, and I am a sober kid. Like I, I don't do anything anymore. Been for many years, but like we were both on the couch. Mars and I brought to the Zeros uh, swap meet, and we're like, like doing the fuzzy, fuzzy thing. Like just you don't know where your skin ends and the switch <laughs> begins. Like, dude, it is so goddamn. I, I, so comfortable. I can't, Alex. I can't take it. Um, it's so soft um but no yeah. like get get a detroit moped works hoodie i can't stress that enough people um <laughs> alex is a good he's a good chap um yes. so what was it gonna i'm trying to bring up next uh, when you guys are talking about your bikes um what's the distance do you get like and i i know like nothing about e-bikes i'll be the first one to admit i know like some of them have like the eco friendly ones and then you got the like i can go 900 miles like what's yeah. what's your setups <laughs> what's your what i should i know a little bit like what's your battery voltage what's your drive like anything yeah. you can or i don't need to spill proprietary knowledge but like yeah just kind of oh, no. let the cat out of the bag a little bit just um it's the the one thing you just said the proprietary thing is like one thing we're very happy with is we've used all non-proprietary parts on the bike so mm -hmm. nothing is exclusive to us the only thing is exclusive to us is our frame design mm -hmm. everything else all the other components it's all pretty much open source down to the battery cradle you can literally go on amazon right now and buy a battery that would work on our bike um so that's been a big thing taught by the gas moped community which is make the thing easy to work on you know mm -hmm. you can hear ambulances going by right now ah, anyway. dude, it's all right it's, yeah. <laughs> dude again back to detroit or toledo you know what we're yeah. not hearing gunshots so we're good okay. <laughs> <laughs> um so as far as uh i'll just answer the different spec thing so as far as range goes if you are full out you know 40 miles per hour on on the bandit you're gonna get a max of 25 miles and a minimum of like 22 miles so depending on your weight, we do dual battery kits. And so that's extremely popular. It's like our number one thing that everybody gets. And so you just double it. So 45 miles, if you do a dual battery kit, um, but they take a while to charge, man. So, I mean, the battery will take five or six hours to charge. So it's not like stopping by and just fueling up. So you really have to plan it. Um, if you put it into a less powerful mode, you could get, maybe 10 15 miles more but we see a ton of our competitors pretty much all of them will just make these range estimates that are complete crap mm -hmm. and it's really frustrating because the the average consumer will just look at the size of the battery and not really understand it and you know that company might say oh you could get 60 to 80 miles on this thing <laughs> and the customer is going to have no idea because you, you can't be like, oh, this car gets this many miles per gallon. You got this many gallons in your gas tank. I can kind of get an idea of how much range I have. With with e-bikes, it's very, very complicated to figure yeah. it out. Um, and it's such new technology right now. It's like I equate it all the time. 
it's still kind of the wild west. Like, yeah. I mean, people, people are still figuring shit out. Like, and I've heard some of those claims like, Oh, you get 50 something miles on this. It's like, I don't think so. Like, and I, like I say, like, uh, are you going downhill with the battery off the whole time? Like it, no, it's, it's one of the most frustrating areas of it. And I, I think eventually it will kind of clean up, but right now it's not, but, um, it is definitely the wild West. So we usually describe it as um, we're in like the muscle car era of e-bikes. So if you think about like cars, you had Model Ts and all this kind of stuff. And, and you had that period where cars got wild with all these muscle cars mm-hmm. and then regulations hit and things got more controlled. So right now with e-bikes, early 2000s was like that Model T era when they were, you know, 12 volt lead acid batteries for e-bikes. Mm-hmm. And now we're in this period where people are pushing 10 to 20,000 watt motors on bikes with bicycle brakes <laughs> that are hitting 70 miles an hour. And it's terrifying. It's very mm-hmm. fun, but terrifying. And eventually within, you know, three to five years, regulations will be hit. But yeah, we, we definitely describe it now as like the wild west or the muscle car era. Mm-hmm. So you can, you can look at an e-bike. And that thing could look like it's a little motor that goes 20 miles an hour, or it's a little motor that goes like 60. Like they mm-hmm. look very similar. So, and I'm, and I didn't want to bring any of that up because like I try to watch what I say. Like everybody's waiting for it to happen. Like eventually, oh. I mean, and I don't want to say moped because they're not mopeds because, and yeah. I know a few companies are out, out there are, were heavy electric mopeds and then all of a sudden they stop that were e-bikes like because of that and um right it's it's like it's just gonna be interesting i i can't i'll be there cheering like the whole time like dude this is awesome like i hope you guys i hope it's successful because it's the it's really the neck in my opinion again it's just my opinion folks it's the evolution of mopeds i mean yeah i do think for sure there will still be plenty of gas mopeds out there like there, mm. there's still a big space for that um but i do think electric is gonna start to slowly maybe 10 15 years from now take over some of that space but the, the big thing right now is uh our competitors severely lacking in getting their bikes approved by the dot so that was one of sparks I think our biggest thing, which is we went through the whole process of getting the bandit registered as a motor driven cycle. So we have VINs on our bikes. As far as I know, we are one of, maybe there might be one other company now that has a legitimate VIN. And so you can register it and you can get plates and you can do everything legally. Everybody else is sending their bikes tack down to 20 miles per hour and they're saying if you go on your display you might find a way to make it faster <laughs> and like, <laughs> or cut this cord mm-hmm. it's not gonna last like no. there, there's the problem is there's tax money to be collected and as soon as the government figures out oh shit there's 10 million e-bikes out there we could be making you know 30 to 40 dollars in a small registration fee that's a lot of money to take in Mm-hmm. You know, so 
it's dude it's gonna happen <laughs> so the sooner people will get on board with it the better but yeah yeah and dude that's i applaud you that's such forward thinking of like let's just get ahead of the curve let's get these vend out let's get them legit because yeah. then you're not you're not fighting that issue like in five ten years down the road um we need to license these oh there's no vin this isn't legal oh it's an off-road vehicle you can't get a plate for it so your e-bike is now useless yeah it's it's kind of crazy to think about that this is going on and it's not going on by small companies like we're talking about really big companies doing the same stuff so i don't know Maybe yeah. we'll just continue like this. I don't know, but <laughs> I think I think you're a pretty smart cat, and you laid it out really well. Just you know, there, even if there's a couple million e-bikes out there at thirty bucks a pop, I mean, that's still money to generate, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you talked about your um design. You've been you're in the works for designing a new bike. Um, what you don't have to spill any beans here by any means, but like what's what's your projected date you like to produce that um and what are do you have a different motor or controller or anything like that you're throwing in it or like yeah just talk run me through kind of what you can with this new bike yeah so the new bike the the one where the frame will be made oh hold on my license went up one second got, got the motion sensor yeah, it just went out on me. Oh no! Give me. Five Feel like six. we were supposed to do this last night, everybody, but my um, <laughs> cable internet went out, and like good old Comcast, they told me first it was a power outage causing the issues, and then it was a service upgrade, and I go, you guys upgraded me so well, I don't have internet anymore. So <laughs> yeah. All right, I think you can see me now. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I can see you, Matt. All right. Um, all right, so back back to the new bike, I guess. So the new bike, um, it's been a, a wild ride for sure because it's gone through a lot of change. Actually, when it started, it was a rigid frame. And we're like, what if we made the most basic bike possible? We'll make it rigid and we'll see what goes. That, <laughs> lasted, that lasted one prototype iteration before we were like, no, we got to suck it up and make it full suspension. And mm-hmm. <laughs> building a... Building a full suspension bike is not easy. No. It is extraordinarily complicated. And uh, I mean, it. the first prototype we made was made in a month or two. The first prototype full suspension was like eight months. So there's that whole thing the, called geometry and physics. You got to figure out then too. It's oh fucking crazy, man. Oh my God. The, the, like the first full suspension prototype, the dumbest freaking mistake in the world. Um, the suspension was not stiff enough. And so just sitting on it, the rear swing arm went negative like that. Awesome. So it was, it was like, oh my God, this is going to be really hard. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but that bike is, um, I feel like I've been saying it's really close for like six months now, but it, it is extremely close. We're targeting the fall for it. Right on. Um, so, but when we launch it, it will not start full giant production. We're going to start a very small production, maybe 20 bikes, mm-hmm. and get them into the wild and get those 20 bikes under almost like a beta testing phase, mm-hmm. um, you know, just to see how things last 
and and continue to refine things so that once we get through the winter time we can ramp up production so that when the the spring hits we can get production in higher demand yeah uh, so that it's it would be best to launch a bike in the spring <clears throat> but given this is such a new it's a very new manufacturing method the way we're doing this mm-hmm. we want to kind of soft launch it yeah so yeah. it's kind of been delayed for a lot of reasons the new bike though um the motor is extremely powerful so it's it's using basically like a 3000 watt nominal motor which doesn't really mean that much because it's it's really about how much you can push that thing so you can push that 3000 watt motor to almost four or five times that for short periods of time mm-hmm. and so we're we're I don't get crazy into it, but we are we are finding ways to push way more power out of that motor. Um, the controller we're using on it is pretty much the most modern controller on it, or most modern controller we can get. And the thing that's really cool about it is it's highly uh, customizable and open source. Okay. So you can um, basically go right into the controller and adjust anything you could want you can adjust the throttle curves on it like it's basically like a little race car at that point Um, (laughs) and so that's the other thing about it is the new bike is all about racing it's all about um we think there's a big opportunity to to look into a low speed racing league um so you know if you think about it there's go-karts all the Mm -hmm. way up to formula one there and I are... would say this, I'm going to interrupt you right now. Like I would, again, not, I, I'm just spitballing ideas right now. Like I'd even reach out to like the Moped GP East guys and see if they make a class for you. I, I absolutely will do that because yeah. they're the closest thing to what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the target is going to be actually high school age Yep. up, up and through college and above that. And that's what mopeds were marketed after back in like mm-hmm. the 70s and 80s like a guy who got me into mopeds basically grew up you know he was in high school in the 80s he goes dude there was freaking at least 200 mo-. he was in a small town in iowa he goes there's probably 200 freaking mopeds in that in our parking lot and this yeah. is like a town of 1800 people in iowa so i mean so i even like the idea of creating um kits so that even like high schools could purchase kits and do them as like stem programs where they can teach kids on how to do the wiring and how to build it basically like a cooler version than like a robotics class you know let's build Mm -hmm. a a race bike um but i think the thing that excites people the most about the bike that they've seen on it is something that we call game mode and um it's basically Mario Kart. So we've we've developed a entire um, control to, system on the. On are the we throwing bananas at people or no? Pretty much, yeah. So the, the system has uh, basically a power meter. There's a mm-hmm. visual, and there's a specific way to engage that power meter. And as you save up that power meter, you can either release a high discharge. So you can boost your motor mm-hmm. uh, for X amount of time, or you can do a takedown. So you can take down a rider in front of you 
for X amount of time. You can knock their motors out. So, dude, that's really interesting. That's, I could see why you're looking at the racing side of it because that has got me intrigued big time. Like, dude, that's. We've developed our own computer chips. We've done all this kind of, well, not computer chip, but all the boards and shit. Um, but even that is going to be all open source because we want people to create their own programs for different kinds of races. And um, yeah, the, the idea is to allow people to use this as a commuting vehicle if they want and things like that. And on the weekends, take it to the track and race against their friends and um, do that. Yeah, dude. No, that's nuts. I love it. Like that's that, <laughs> that whole, you can limit. Yeah. I'm just, you kind of wrinkled my noodle there for a second. Like, um, no, dude, that's, that's really, 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 really rad. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, dude, that, that R and D, that beta testing, it's going to be where it's at for you, especially like me being a tester for a few products. Like I've had, I've had issues like nobody has. And then three weeks later oh everybody's having this issue now so like yeah you, you're doing it right you gotta get it out there you gotta just just put miles on it yeah and i think i think the best way to do is is do it out in the open mm-hmm. and like get people riding it um send it out to people that we know who are gonna make you know videos on like oh shit this is what's breaking on the bike stuff like that like yeah. we want that to be out there so that we can show that we've ran this thing into the ground we fixed it all and now this is a bike that you can trust because we've seen plenty of companies send out bikes that were good and they were not good <laughs> breaking head tubes and like catastrophic failure so anyway yeah it'll, it'll be fun no it always just comes back to having fun for us to be honest with you <laughs> yeah yeah dude like in this like again and i i've said it a dozen times in this podcast i think you guys are doing things right because you're not taking your shit too serious yeah i mean that's (laughs) i no that's that means a lot i mean i think if if we were a motorcycle company maybe it would be a little different maybe not i don't know but at the end of the day we're we're just building something that you're meant to have a good time on hell yeah hell (laughs) yeah um no dude that's rad i am uh very pleased he came on the show um I want to shout out your, we've talked about it enough. Want to shout out your Instagram? Yeah, please. Yeah, it's just at Spark Cycle Works. Yeah. yeah. You guys, I'm serious. It's a fun, it's a fun watch. Uh, just some of the silly stuff they do. Like, I'm, I, I want to go back and find that. Uh, it's still good. Like, <laughs> yeah. it just oh, fucking yeah. got me, dude. Like, I don't know why. It just got me. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll do some more uh, funny stuff. We, we had about a two or three week period recently where we kind of slowed down our Instagram because we got completely mobbed um, with this new e-bike program in Connecticut. But that's a side story. Um, <laughs> but now we've kind of recovered. So we're going to start putting out more fun stuff for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, dude, that's what's the, what's the e-bike program in Connecticut? Now I got to oh, know. Jesus, man. Um, Connecticut passed this e-bike voucher and um people in the state could apply to get $1,500 off an e-bike. Holy shit. Yeah. And it went into effect and we started carrying this brand called Aventon just for local people because we do hardly any local sales. We're sending all over the place. 
And um, people keep on coming by. Hey, do you have an electric mountain bike? Do you have this? I'm like, no, man, we, we don't. And so we took it on Benton to fill that gap. The program went into effect. And um, in the, the first week, um, we had accounted for about a quarter of all the vouchers in the entire <laughs> state. So we have just been dying, dude. Yeah. We've just been getting killed. And it's been great. The only caveat is we don't get paid for the vouchers for three months. So uh, having, yeah, we got a front to all of it. So we keep on saying Christmas is going to be a lot of fun. But. Yeah. No, dude. Like, and that's the time to make a video because you guys are all probably really tired and a little yeah. punchy. Like, yeah, very much. <laughs> like, um, I'm going to be Joel from the daggers, uh, followed my, me and my chase Colby and he's working on like a documentary and it'll be interesting because like a few times I got real punchy with Colby where I threatened to stab his dog. Um, <laughs> I would never, I would never stab an animal. I'll stab Colby any day of the week, but I'm never going <laughs> to, never going to stab an animal. But like, dude, like when people are tired and punchy, I think that is hilarious. Like, and I'll, push the buttons even more i don't know I, um, yeah <laughs> but no dude that's so yeah you're three months you got it about right there um so instagram is at spark cycle work yeah spark cycle works we do have a youtube channel but it's not nearly as active instagram's really where it's at for us it, for sure. instagram's so easy um yeah. so easy to yeah um i can't thank you enough for coming on i hope you guys are able to make it out to a couple of gas stuff this yeah. year um yeah. i'm telling you check out toledo it's uh it's Dude, a town <laughs> i'm telling you man we have been so like honored and delighted like everyone's been so welcoming for you to even like say that we we got invited up um up to the holy smokes like rally and stuff like that like I benny think benny and kate i fucking hate them you wonder why they're too goddamn beautiful you hear that they're too nice they're too nice and too beautiful. Both oh, of them. They're so sweet and caring and nice. <laughs> it's oh, sickening. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we've been getting invited out. And I, I think now that we're starting to get our, our feet on the ground during our whole shift to the new facility, I, I really want to start going to some of these things. Yeah. yeah. And you'll, it's, it's like anything else, dude. The ride's cool. The ride's awesome. But like... Uh, getting to know people and the shenanigans is always fun because it's like it's just silly stuff it's like yeah i i'm excited uh i'm excited for the fall it's gonna be a fun time um i can't thank you enough matt for coming on second chance moped podcast uh and don't forget my guy mopeds are dumb (laughs) see ya